Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was a human race is filth with propagating technology. That's off of their new LP, Cognitive Dissonance, comes out March 10th. That's next week. Some might call it Death Grind. Some might call it Grindcore. Some might call it Deep Beat. Some might call it Hardcore. You can call it all those things as long as you think it's awesome when you do it, as long as you aren't disparaging, as long as you like bands like Insect Warfare and Nails and Extreme Noise Terror. That's the requirements. The rest, you can just sit back and let them do the work. They're based out of Harrisburg, PA. They worked on it with Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust. You know that name. He mastered it. That's very cool. They recorded it in Lancaster, PA, where I currently sit. Bit of a hometown product. Not really, but kind of close. You know what I'm saying. That's very cool. Love to support the local bands. And that's a lot of what we're doing on this episode of the podcast. And I'll get to that in a minute. But first... I want to tell you that this record, again, Cognitive Dissonance, comes out March 10th. It's by The Human Race is Filth. Go to their band camp, check the link in the show notes, and I'll make sure 
you get where you need to go to check out more from the human race is filth. Like I said, this one, we're going local. We're talking to York, Pennsylvania's Verminoth, a death metal band that has a new EP coming out this week. And you're going to hear all about it in just a minute. But first, it's Hot Zone. Check it! It's the last day of February. I'm going to put this out in an hour or two, which means it's the last episode of February 2023. That makes 17 episodes in 2023 so far. That's 17 in two months. You average it out. That's 8.5. 8.5 times 12 is 102. If I keep this pace, it'll certainly be the most episodes I've ever released in a year with Getting It Out podcast. I don't know how it's picked up. I really don't. I do know I've started scheduling a more strict scheduling process for interviews and release the releases. I kind of just do as I please, but I'm trying to stick to two a week. This being the first of this week, last of February. It's very exciting. Are you excited? I don't know that I feel it either. It is early in the morning. That's typically when I record these things. And uh, excitement is rare at this time, especially after I just watched the Sixers blow it again. God damn, can they stop losing these tight games to good teams? Fucking Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler made that tremendous shot. If you weren't watching last night, you don't care. You don't know. You'll never know. It won't be it won't be in your algorithm today because you and I have different algorithms. I want to talk a little bit about my algorithm soon. Getting a little frustrated by it. I don't know who I want to talk to about that. I think I have an idea, but it's not this episode. It's not right now. Quite frankly, I'm pretty limited on my complaints at the moment. The podcast has been exposed at my job, which is very normal. It happens all the time, right? It happens eventually most places I work with. And it happened here prior to now, but now it seems like most people are aware and I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know what, they, I don't know how they're finding me. Do they Google me? That's a little weird to me. That's the weird thing. That's what I don't get. How do we get down this trail to begin with? I don't mind that you're here. I don't mind that you found it. I don't mind that you listen. That's actually very cool. But how did you find it? Did you Google me? Because I'm not Googling you guys. All right. I'm not wondering, hey, what's the quiet people at work doing in their spare time? And it is a little odd that I do this. I, I totally understand that. And I do. Again, I do like that people check it out. But I always want to like warn them like, you know, this it's probably not what you think it's going to be. Like you, you hear heavy metal music and you're thinking like Ozzy Osbourne and wow, Ozzy is the best. This is not that right. You're not going to, you know, most people typically working in the cubicle beside you aren't uh, even aware that grindcore exists or that there could be a band called Gore Guts. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it might be a little shock to their system to know that the guy in a sweater is uh, listening to that in his headphones and going to talk to uh, Swedish death metal musicians on his lunch break. All right. That's all I'm saying. So it's a little awkward for me, but I'm, I, I'm glad I'm happy to get past it. Cause it's like a, it's like a hump. You got to get past. It's like, I, I got to act like I don't do it. And then once people know, I can be like, all right, yeah, that's cool. It's like coming out of the podcast closet at work. 
awkward as fuck, but uh, it's better this way, you know? So that's, that's what's happening here locally, aside from global warming. Global warming is uh, rocking and rolling right now. Got a little bit of rain right now, but hey, it's February 28th. I can deal with rain. There's no snow. It snowed one day for a couple hours. It was interesting. It was pretty bad, actually. I saw an accident on my little walk home from work. Pretty bad one, too. But whatever. People lived, I guess. I don't know. I didn't check. I'm not like running up to car accidents. I mean, I think I would if I saw a bad one. There's one There's there's one in my head uh, that I saw once where a car flipped and rolled uh, going down Route 30 in York, Pennsylvania. And uh, I immediately saw another car drive up and just get out of the car and start sprinting after it. It was almost while it was still rolling. There was this guy like sprinting after it, And I thought it was a really heroic moment. It's something I actually think about all the time when I drive past that area. It's like, man, I remember when that car was flipping and this guy was just chasing. He was going to get there and uh, help that person. Hopefully, I don't know what happened. Maybe that person just died. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they maybe they ejected. Maybe they had a button. Why don't we have those in cars? Why don't we have ejection buttons? I mean, it might be more of a problem than a solution, but we'll never know until we try. But anyway, speaking of local things, York, Pennsylvania things. On this episode, I got an interview with Zach Nace of York, Pennsylvania's Verminoth. They're a death metal band. They've got a new EP it's called Grotesque Manifestation, and it's out this week on Grand Vomit Productions. Four songs, so it's not going to keep you for a long time, but it is going to whoop the ass, and we're going to talk all about that. But before we do all that, I should play you a track from the record. It's called Woven Flesh. Let's do it.
Zach. So you and I grew up in relatively the same area. Maybe a little bit different time frame, but pretty close. Same generation, I'd say. I'd say so. So how did you find all this? How did you get interested in, let's just say, extreme music? Oh, man. Um, well, so when I was growing up, my my dad was very much into Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, uh, all that stuff. And from a very young age, I I, I really liked it. But I was always, you know, ah, it's got to be heavier than what the old man listens to type thing, <laughs> you know. And uh, I got into Metallica. At, like I think I bought my first Metallica album when I was like 10 years old, uh, which was Ride the Lightning. And after that, I mean, I was into extreme uh, metal, if you could call it that, you know, death metal underground stuff when I was like 12, 13 is probably right when I started getting into it. I think that's when I bought Bush, Butchered at Birth by Cannibal Corpse is when I was 13. And that's uh, really the album that got me into this kind of thing. So from then on, I was like, man, I just, I want to play, like, I want to play the heaviest and fastest things that I can on guitar. Uh, I always wanted to play guitar. So that was the album that started it all for me. Well, growing up in uh, South Central Pennsylvania, Options are pretty limited, especially for an underage person. Were you going? Oh, yeah. Were you going to shows? How were you finding? Uh, was there any local music you were interested in? Oh yeah. Uh, so I think I attended my first show when I was fourteen or fifteen, um, and we used to go to oh man, what was it? The Liberty Fire Hall in New York. Yeah. And uh, man, where else? What Princess Street Center in downtown York? I remember seeing Magruder grind at at uh, Princess Street Center when I was like fifteen. You know, I started going to all those shows. I had an older sister who was also kind of into this music, so you know, I I would tag along once in a while, and she was friends with you know guys who were in bands in the scene, and I'd go hang out with them when I was like fifteen. Is when I really first started getting into going to shows around here mm-hmm. and uh you know that that's that's when it started uh just word of mouth and you know tight-knit community just kids going out and having fun and playing heavy music yeah that's i mean that's ex- exactly how it was for me it was, it was sans the sister didn't have the sister but and i actually remember seeing magruder grind at the princess street center with x witness x and well, what it might have been the same show then absolutely yeah i was in college then i remember i was home yeah yeah I, yeah i was home from college and uh and that show was happening there a lot of good shows happened there oh yeah uh so that's actually the exact show i was talking about because i know all the guys from what the flood gave up and what it took actually <laughs> uh they were the ones that were hanging out with my sister uh james kibler and um, Sean Saylor, man, good times. Yeah. Yeah. All familiar names with me. I remember sp- speaking of that, what the flood gave up. I remember being in college again and going into like a giant grocery store or whatever in Williamsport, Pennsylvania and buying a issue of like revolver or something. You know, I, I think it had to be a revolver back then. Yeah. And I, I remember looking <laughs> in the magazine and coming across. You sure, a it, wasn't, big, you sure it wasn't hip reader. 
No, <laughs> oh, trust me, that was I bought plenty of those growing up. But this was this was in college, and the I remember coming across a "What the Flood Gave Up" ad for what was the record label called? Ironbound, maybe it was the guy from it was Anthony Martini from E Town Concrete had signed him to his record label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it, it ever came out though. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean. I went to a bunch of their shows around here and then things kind of dissolved at, at some point. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened and I won't speculate either, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. A I, time I, ago, but I barely, I can, I don't think I could remember what they sound like exactly either. I just remember seeing that and like being, you know, not being in York at the time and being like, what the fuck is this? These guys got signed to ant money's label. What's happening down there. But, uh, I guess nothing ever came of that. But anyway, so so it sounds like you and I uh, definitely crossed paths many times <laughs> through the years, uh, which is funny that, you know, in such a small area yeah. that uh, like the same people can be in the room, same room and not necessarily know each other because you feel like, you know, everybody there and then you talk about it and realize, well, I didn't know shit. Was yeah. that a, yeah. was that a, uh, wild, a common man. thing for you back then? Was it a lot of shows? Uh, you know, so I, I would say around the ages of like 15 to 17, it was just nonstop. You know, I, I was one of those kids. I didn't really want to be at home, you know, so I was just, hey, let's go to whatever hardcore show or metal show or punk show or whatever is going on. Let's go do something. And, you know, it, it kept going like that until, you know, we finally in my first real band started playing shows when I was 17. Uh, I was a senior Redline area, senior high school. And, you know, everybody else in my band was a, a little older than me. I think I was the youngest by like four years. Everybody else was at least 21. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I remember us putting on a, a huge show at a Redline Rec Center against their better knowledge actually <laughs> because they thought we were having a dance party <laughs> but those were those were the early years man that's awesome i remember i vaguely remember some shows in red lion when i was younger and i swear to god i never knew where they were i just drove but there was a short lived uh what was it called charm city skate park in red lion right do you yeah. remember that yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Seen yep. parkour shows there. There was a big, big wig show there once, and uh, saw striking distance and tear yes. it up and life set struggle. Yeah, it was a w- weird place, but cool. And I, I think I was actually at that big wig concert as well. So we probably rubbed shoulders once or twice and just never known the better. That's right. That's and that's funny. I feel like everybody in the area was at that big week show. There was that was like the most packed show I've ever oh, yeah. seen at the time. Um, but but the, uh, the the reason I'm I'm talking about all this, bringing up all these local shows, other than the fact that we you know shared that experience, is that there wasn't at all, from what I can remember, death metal. It was hardcore. It was no. punk. It was you know, some type of screamo shit. There was emo, but I don't remember death metal. So how did so you, and you mentioned getting interested in by, you know, by a cannibal corpse butchered at birth. When did you start to play death metal? Uh, when I was 17, uh, the first band I was in, uh, like real band I was in, you know, 
there was there was also projects before that where it was friends jamming out, but the first time it was something that I took seriously. Uh, I was 17, and the band was called the Dunwick Horror, and we actually played, you know, <laughs> at the time, uh, Club 19, and we played the Liberty City Fire Hall and all those places. And uh, ironic as it is, the guitar player, the other guitar player in that band besides me, uh, is the guitar player in Verminoff besides me, Jeff. So Jeff and I have been playing together. I mean, that was our first band together, and that was 2006. So we've been playing together quite a long time at this point. Yeah, that's a long time. That's almost 20 years. It's hard to imagine things like Club 19 were (laughs) that long ago. I know. I mean, I remember going there one time, one time for a Ruiner show, Ruiner and Steel Nation. And that's it. Yeah. um, And Bobby's old band actually played there a few times, too. That's how Bobby and I met originally was our bands played shows together. Uh, He was in Hamilton Fish and he Mm -hmm. was the guitar player in that band, which was like a slam death metal band. And we were, you know, kind of just straight up death metal ish. Uh, he had a lot more slam riffs, like devourment type stuff in it. And, uh, you know, that's how we met originally back in the day. So it's kind of a wild story to look back on it now and go, oh, wow, 20 years ago, you know, we all knew each other. We were all friends. And now this is what we're doing. Well, we could spend all night reminiscing on old shows and shit, local stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll lose half the people that listen to this. And that's fine with me. I really don't care. But... <laughs> But we should get to the point of this conversation is your band you have with these guys, Verminoth. So tell me about that. I mean, you, you, it sounds like you were playing for a while. So when does Verminoth come together? So Verminoth came together, uh, probably the, the beginnings of it were uh, in 2020, before the pandemic, maybe 2019, actually, now that I think about it. Um, and that was... So Bobby and I were, and Bixler, actually our drummer, uh, Mark Bixler, we were all in a post-rock instrumental ambient band called Night from around here. Um, Okay, I got your CD. Yeah, I've seen you guys. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So like we were all in that band together and, you know, coming from the backgrounds that we had, you know, we loved extreme heavy music and it was always like a thought in the back of our heads, like, Let's let's go out there and do some heavy shit. Um, and eventually we just decided, you know, Bobby and I living together, being roommates and everything, decided to do our little own side project that was just him and I uh, called Worm March. And uh, we recorded, you know, a few songs and just got the ball rolling. Um, you know, fast forward a year and it's like, you know, this is kind of what we want to do. Um, no offense to, you know, the ambient instrumental soundscape kind of bands that there are. Like, there's great fun in that. Uh, but to me, my passion's always been, let's play loud, let's play fast, let's see people fuck shit up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we started doing this thing between the two of us. And uh, eventually, you know, night started not becoming a thing. Uh, so we just started recruiting um and you know the first person i thought of was well jeff the other guitar player in our band i was like i haven't played in the band with him in a long time we know each other he loves heavy music we get what we you know we create 
very well together. Um, so let's invite him. And then, of course, Mark Bixler, our drummer, like he wanted to do it as well. And uh, Brent uh, worked with Bobby at his job. So that's how we met Brent because, you know, they shared similar interests in music and he likes to play guitar and bass. He's actually in uh, another band that's out of the area called Slumlord, if you mm-hmm. ever listen to them. Yeah. So he's the guitar player in Slumlord and he's the bass player in Verminoff. And, uh, you know, it was about 2020. We started really trying to get something together. We took two songs from the old Worm March stuff and reworked them. And that was the first little demo we put out uh, probably about halfway through 2020. So that was the very bare bones beginnings of uh, of what we're at now. Right. Did you guys have to have like a, uh, I assume it was some type of discussion ahead of time, like here is what we want it to sound like. Were there certain bands you referenced? Were there certain sounds, eras maybe that you said, I want to start a death metal band that sounds like X? I mean, as, as weird as it sounds, there wasn't much planning in the way that we sound. Um it's just who we are like and i kind of knew that i think we all kind of knew that going into it like we're gonna make stuff heavy but it's gonna be something we like you know it doesn't have to be all slam riffs or it doesn't have to be this certain genre it doesn't have to have you know crazy technicality it's just whatever comes out of us which is exactly what you're hearing um you know very groove oriented we want to get these riffs stuck in your head because they get stuck in ours Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing it sounds like and correct me if i'm wrong but maybe the you guys all benefited from your past experiences in other bands and you know the wisdom that comes with it and just to kind of let it be what it becomes instead of trying to force something absolutely i mean you you can't you can't force it or or you're just not going to be happy uh, with what you get out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we all kind of knew that. And we've all been in bands one way or another together for the last 15 years, besides Brent, because he's too young to be in a band that long. Because uh, <laughs> he's he's still only like 24, I think. So he's he's the young buck, but he's the outlier and we love him for it. So... There's always got to be one. Is he the one that's way too young? Not way too young, but way young or way old, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> usually, good, it's though, the drum, usually it's the drummer that's young, though, because they can keep up with it. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's uh, right. Yeah, Bix, Bixler does a good job, though, man. He's a beast behind the kit, so. How much time do you guys put in to Verminoth? Well, actually, let me let me take that question back. I don't want to ask that one. I want to ask <laughs> you, you, you mentioned uh, that the band started in early 2020 and then Mm -hmm. of course we all know what happens early 2020 yeah Uh, nobody can do anything did that did that stunt the growth of verminoth at all or did it do you feel maybe it was actually a benefit i think it was a huge benefit to us actually uh you know because we had just gotten the gears turning we had just started doing things uh when that happened it was actually shortly after that like, I don't think we even had our first practice till after the pandemic occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think our first full band practice was in like May. And, you know, we were all very cautious 
because it was still the early stages, nobody knows type thing. Um, but, you know, we decided to get together rather than, you know, try to figure out any sort of other way to get our stuff together. Uh, so, you know, we physically got together literally every week. And, uh, you know, event like uh, at first we wanted to just get these two songs down uh, from the previous Worm March material. And then put out the demo and then maybe write like another song or two and start playing shows, right? Mm-hmm. Unimaginable. Unimaginable at that point. There are no shows. It is a pandemic. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we we just kept writing and we just kept writing and we just kept writing and we just kept writing. Um, and we ended up writing the entire Primordial Tomb album literally while COVID's going on in 2020. Um, I think we probably wrote 90% of it during that and then refined it over the next few months. So we recorded and put it out, uh, which was October, 2021, I think is when our album came out. The official release. Yeah. 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 Which we did all ourselves. We recorded everything. We mixed everything. We mastered everything. We did all of that ourselves, which again, uh, benefit to COVID, we just kind of hung out in the basement and invested in recording gear. <laughs> so that's very cool. And and yeah. you so so did you kind of maybe you said it and I missed it, but did you like skip the whole demo phase? I mean, we put out the two songs, uh, right. but then you know we thought about oh let's just write a few more and start playing shows, and that didn't work out because mm-hmm. nobody was booking anything. No venue was open to the public in that aspect. You know, there were no shows. So we just kept writing. <laughs> and it seemed to work out for you guys. Cause I, yeah, I, I heard your name uh, pretty, pretty much right away. I think as far as I know, <laughs> I, I guess. And it was a, uh, it was a good time for, I, I liked it as a time for new bands to come out for someone like me. Yeah, I should, I should, I should, uh, I should uh, personalize it a little bit because I'm not going to a lot of shows. So if it's, if it's a band who, I don't know, doesn't have, doesn't have a demo, doesn't have something recorded, doesn't have something available to listen to. I'm not going to hear about them for a while. I mean, I might hear the name, but I'm not going to hear yeah. the music. So I like that with you guys. Uh, I've pretty much, I feel like immediately heard some music. Um, even though I know what you're saying, it was a, it was basically another year before you actually re- released Primordial Tomb. Um, I didn't know you guys recorded that all yourselves. That was all basement work, you said? Yeah. Uh, so we recorded all the drums uh, in our practice spot, which is in our drummer's parents' basement. Uh, we recorded all the drums there. And then we recorded all of the guitars and bass uh, at our house in the living room, literally. <laughs> and uh, I think Bobby recorded his vocals in the bathroom here. And we mixed and mastered everything. I mean, you, you should give 99.9% uh, appreciation to, to Bobby in that aspect because he was the guy who mixed and mastered it. We just gave him input. But <laughs> it was uh, definitely an undertaking. But it was it was cool. That is cool. I, I, I like that part of it. I, I didn't know that about that record. So I think that's actually very cool. 
on that note, I mean, man, am I glad that we went to uh, Hayden for the EP? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going. That's where I was going to go. A whole other oh. level. Yeah. So now you've got you've got this new this new EP, Grotesque Manifestation, and it's uh, it's coming out in Grand Vomit Productions on March third. Tell me about this this EP. Tell me how Fermanath has changed from the original stuff. Tell me what's new. What what you feel like you amped up? What you feel like you dropped? Anything that's changed with the band? You know, I think uh, mostly it's just, hey, what haven't we done and what do we want to do? And, you know, some of it was different for the the fact that a lot of, a few of these songs, we actually wrote the music to the lyrics rather than the lyrics to the music. So that was a big thing with Primordial Tomb. It was the music came first, the lyrics came later. Uh, with malignant, or I'm sorry, with grotesque manifestation, um, the lyrics came before or during the music. So, you know, we were kind of writing to a theme uh, Mm -hmm. of sorts, you know, and like, let's, you know, let's sculpt something that's going to be, you know, decent towards the lyrics that are being portrayed here and give that mood but also at the same time, don't lose our kind of style that we had on the first one, just expand upon it. So it was a lot of expansion, uh, experimentation, and, you know, just more fun, actually. Uh, just it, it, flow, it flowed really well. So it, I, I would say it was just another step in what we're going for. And I think that if we keep doing this, then you know, the the next step is going to be even better. So I'm excited for this EP and for all the music that we're going to write. Yeah, I'd agree that it's, it seems like a, a pretty logical evolution for the band. Sounds like a pretty logical evolution of the band, but it does sound like a, a you mentioned it's a step forward. It's a, I think it's a big step forward. I think it's way better than the stuff you were doing before. And I don't mean that as an insult to the other stuff. I just mean when you, when you like <laughs> yeah. earlier today, I listened to them, you know, back to back. And it's like, oh, wow, this is like night and day from the first record to the second, you know, yeah. just as far as quality, the, the, the sound quality, everything. And that's, again, that's nothing, nothing against what you did before, but this just sounds way. No, better. no, no. Yeah. Well, and I, I like, I, I think it's the, you know, natural evolution of our sound is being caught on this EP because it's, it's, it's everything that we all liked about the first release more refined and expanded upon, mm-hmm. you know, logical step. You said uh, that there's something of a, of a theme to the lyrics. What is, what's going on here? Uh, so I actually had Bobby uh, send me a synopsis earlier of the lyrics <laughs> uh, and kind of the overall flow of the album. Uh, but it's basically a bunch of, you know, if you want the, the broken down version, sure. it's uh it's a bunch of body horror, um, basically, you know, becoming uh, sentient worms that are, uh, you know, then resurrected by alien forces and uh, then, you know, new cells growing, old skin liquefying and turning into a mist. As the form bursts from the inside, the new form is manifested in a grotesque manner. And the old form or body is gone from existence. 
once the new organism has fully grown forever unborn. So wow. it's a lot of parasitic uh, type stuff. Like I could give you a, a song by song if you want, but uh, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a lot of cool themes, you know, about being broken down, reborn again, broken down into nothing and, you know, ceasing to exist and then being all of existence itself. So. Well, I, I like that. I like when there is depth in death metal lyrics. And I think the genre doesn't get much credit for that because a lot of times it's not presented that way. I know there are yeah. certainly exceptions, um, but I remember talking to Luca from Necrot about this and about his lyrics and how it's actually, you know, what they actually mean and what they're, he's actually saying. And it's, it's a surprise. And I think it's, Sometimes it comes from a place that people aren't expecting when it's, you know, they just. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because of what it sounds like, they think it's just, you know. Oh, yeah. Is it just about slitting through people's throats and fucking people? And, right. You know? <laughs> Which a lot of the times it is, right? So, so I mean, it you is. Got, you got like it a 50-50 chance of landing that one. Yeah. Like I said, Cannibal Corpse, butcher, butcher to birth. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, okay. So, you, so you mentioned the, or, or you mentioned the production that this time around you, uh, went to a studio and had somebody else handle it. Yeah. 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 Uh, we went to dark side audio, which is Hayden Calhoun from the band. If not for me, uh, he also does sound at uh love drafts brewing company and the micro pub in Harrisburg. So gotcha. that's kind of how he found out about us and how we found <laughs> out about him. What was the name of the studio again? Dark Side Audio. Are there other bands that you knew recorded there? Uh, I know Flesh of the Lotus recorded okay. there previously. Um, among others, I, I can't think of any of them off the top of my head right now. Uh, but, you know, we, we talked to him uh, after he did our sound a few times because we played the the brewery like right after they opened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the first guy that did our sound there and did a killer job. So, you know, we, we struck up conversation with him 
And eventually, after a long time, you know, a few times of his, of him doing our sound, uh, he'd mentioned like, hey, I, you know, I have a studio if you guys ever want to record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we thought about it. But at the same time, in our mind, we were like, well, I mean, we did just record everything for Primordial Tomb ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't sound bad. But, you know, maybe we should see what Hayden can do with it. And uh, he, so we actually sent him uh, the the single we released last year in August, uh, Woven Flesh, mm-hmm. which is also the first song on the new EP. Uh, we re-recorded it with him when we did the session for the whole EP, just so, you know, everything sounded just right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that track, we actually recorded all of the audio and sent it to him just to mix and master it and see what he could do with it. So he took the raw files and made them sound absolutely massive. So we were immediately like, well, next release, we're going to go to Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. It's funny. It's funny. You know, like, uh, some people are just uh, good at stuff, you know, <laughs> like, like we think we do a decent job of it. And then you realize how, I don't know that if this is a profession or what, but you know, when, when somebody who's more of a professional gets their hands on like, Oh, Okay, that's the difference. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the the guy is a machine. Like I've never seen someone edit audio tracks and do all kinds of crazy stuff as fast as that guy does and as precisely as that guy does. So, highly recommend go get your band recorded at Darkside Audio. Trust me. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, did did he have any input on songwriting or was the or did you guys stick to what you had? Um, I mean, there were a few little tweaks and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, any major structural things or anything like that. Just like little, hey, why don't you, you know, play that, but like maybe add a little thing here or, you know, what happens if we do this and that? Like nothing crazy structural, but just more of addition Mm. rather than anything. Um, especially vocal wise, you know, with some of the double tracking and stuff like that, which we didn't do at all on Primordial or anything like that. And, uh, you know, the way that he records guitars is different than how we did. It's it's just more professional. Um, but you know, he had a really good input for what we were going for. And, uh, I think he had like a, a similar ear that to, to us. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, everything that he would recommend or we would recommend, it was just perfect. You know, it sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. So very easy to work with. Um, but also, you know, got the best out of us, uh, with some of his techniques and the way that he goes about doing things. So very cool. How how long did it take you guys to put down these four tracks? Uh, we took a week to do it. Uh, we did all the drums in one day. And then the next day we did like all the rhythm guitars and then the next day we did all the bass and like all the harmonies and overdubs. And then the next day was all vocals. And then the final day was just leads and uh, a little bit of mixing before, you know, we just let it in his hands to do what he would with it. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, you enjoy it was a recording. Friday. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. You know, play, playing live is definitely 
my favorite thing to do. Uh, just to feel that energy that you feel on stage. You just don't feel that way any other time. But, you know, the as tedious as it can be, the recording is a very close second. Uh, I just love sitting there and, hey, let's mess with the tone even just a tiny bit and see what happens and, you know, fiddle knobs and just get your, your sound the exact way you want it is uh it's a joy. Yeah. I actually liked recording too. And the, and the stuff that I recorded, I hated practice. I can't stand band practice. I think that sucks so much <laughs> dick. I hate it. Uh, and I didn't even love the shows that much, but I did like recording. I mean, we make, we make, we make our band practice fun. So it's- you know what my problem was? I, I've, ex- I've explained this before. My problem was at the time I was living in Baltimore. And I was working third shift. Oh, so, no. I, so I would wake up at 7 p.m. and go to practice at 730. And all my bandmates were done for the day, drinking beer, hanging out, doing whatever they wanted. And so I would wake up and a half hour later, go yell. And then I'd go to work. It sucked. Oh, no. yeah, <laughs> it was the worst. That sounds fucking terrible. Like dude. imagine starting your morning <laughs> with band practice and then going to work. He's, I mean, maybe that maybe that'd be great for but everybody else is on an opposite schedule of you. It was it was it was miserable. Yeah. Well, I mean, our drummer, uh, he works second shift. So it's it's close to the same thing. Right. Um, but you know, that's why we, we practice every Sunday. So that way he doesn't have to go into work after we're done. Yeah. You ain't got to be there till three so, on Monday. He's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Sunday right, so, is the, the day of rest and the day of riffs. So <laughs> there you go. Well, this, these four songs that make up grotesque manifestation, it's coming out on Grand Vomit Productions, March 3rd. I think I've already mentioned that. Doesn't hurt saying it again. No. But how'd you, how'd you guys get hooked up with, uh, Grand Vomit Productions, based out of Philly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Doug, uh, the guy who runs Grand Vomit, uh, he messaged us on our Instagram page probably eight months ago, probably around then. Um, And he was just like, hey, you know, really dig your stuff. I'd love to put something out for you, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, we we saw it because it's on our band page and uh bobby actually was like oh man he's from um inhuman deciliency right am i saying that right i think it's deciliency deciliency okay that's the way i always said it inhuman deciliency but i could be wrong too so i never know how to say band names i barely know how to say i know uh i wish hold on i wish i could take that back uh inhuman deciliency right so yeah Desiliency, desiliency. <laughs> Either way, uh, so he he was in that band, and uh, Bobby was a huge fan of those guys uh, years ago. Uh, actually, played some shows with them in his old band Hamilton Fish. So we were just like, "Hey, you want to talk to him? Talk to him." So like him and uh, Doug really hit it off, and you know they kept talking about let's put something out, uh, you know, next year. Uh, so we quick you know not quick but we uh started writing and you know getting everything together uh to release something early this year and uh we do have plans that i'm not sure are 
a hundred percent out there yet, but we are putting a, a split out eventually on Grand Vomit as well, uh, with two other bands from Baltimore and Harrisburg. So very cool. You know, it's it, it's going to be a good working relationship, and Doug's a really good guy. So it's awesome that he reached out to us and just wanted to, you know, put our stuff out. I mean, who would be against that, right? Absolutely. That's the coolest thing. I've, I've been on the receiving end of that before too. And it's, uh, it's, it's really awesome. <laughs> you know, when, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, it's exactly what you want. It's all, it's like the ideal situation. You mean it's this easy? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just um, kidding. But, uh, so, so that's coming out again. I've said this a bunch of times, but March 3rd, uh, CD release, I believe. Yes, uh, there's pre-orders uh, for the CD. I actually just got my copy on Sunday. Shh, don't let anybody know. Uh, but it's, it's 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 pretty awesome. Uh, they came out really really nice. I'm really excited to uh, sell them at the shows we have coming up as well. Uh, we're playing down in Baltimore on release day three three at um oh man Shamrock Inn in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, we're playing at JB Love Drafts Micropub, which I'm hoping will be a big show uh, with our buddies in Slumlord and Symptoms and Oregon Trail. Uh, that's the Micropub on 3-4. And then we're playing Century Bar with uh, two out-of-state friends, uh, Cranial Damage and Coronary Thrombosis at Century Bar on 3-5 in Philly. So we're doing a little three-day run uh, to support the album, the EP, you know? That's great. That's a, those are, that's a pretty good run of shows. I'm familiar with most of the bands you mentioned there. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time, man. Hell yeah. All right, so the, the record's coming out on 3-3. You got three record, essentially three record release shows. You got them in hand. Um, you've been sitting on these songs for a little while. They're the first ones you've done quote unquote professionally for this band. What are you most looking forward to with the release of grotesque manifestation? Uh, the response. I'm, I'm just looking forward to having everybody hear it. You know what we've worked hard on for a little over a year now, probably, uh, you know, we started playing out supporting our old album primordial tomb our first release uh like the end of 2021 and we spent most of 2022 supporting it while slowly writing uh what's coming out here next week so i'm just excited to finally get it out there and say hey what do you think of this you know i think it's pretty good i like it I do too. I, I I really do. I was listening to it at the gym, uh, you know, just a couple hours ago. And I'm like, man, this this really is really good. And I know that sounds like a, I don't know, it doesn't sound like the greatest compliment. But when <laughs> like I like I know what it sounds like, you know what I mean? But I'm serious. Because when there's when there are local bands, it's so much cooler when they're good. And that's not yeah. always the case. That's not hasn't always been the case out of this era. You know that. You know, know. there's, (laughs) there's cool bands and, but they're not necessarily good. There's cool people in bands, but they're not necessarily good bands. And Vermonoth is a good band. And that's very good. That's very cool. I very much appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a simple compliment, but it means a lot. I mean, I'll put it this way. 
I, I enjoy jamming this EP while I'm at the gym as well. Yeah. I've done it multiple <laughs> times. So if I can get into my own band stuff while I'm working out, somebody else probably will too, you know? That's right. Well, there's two of us and yeah. <laughs> uh, only a few people have heard it, I'd imagine. Yeah, so that's, exactly. that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're two but, okay. for six? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you've you released uh, Woven Flesh a while ago. Yeah. And uh, you put out a single for, uh, what's the song called? Um, Malignant Gestation. Yeah. Yep. How, how was the response to that track? Those tracks? Um, oh, man. Okay. So I've been fangirling all day over this shit. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very like, I need to look and see how many streams we're getting like all the time on Spotify or, yeah. you know, we, we did the, the YouTube release with Slam Worldwide, which was just like wild to me because I, I remember watching videos on Slam Worldwide and I'm going, why are they, why do they want to put out our band stuff? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they, they premiered it on there. And I mean, within 10 minutes, it was like 500 views. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And it's been a little over two weeks and it's up over 4,000 streams on their YouTube page and you know on our Spotify uh just this so just Friday we were only at like 303 streams of the new track right mm -hmm. which is less than what we had of woven flesh just because it's been out for so long um and then I wake up Saturday and I look at it and it goes from 303 to like 850 and then I look at it Sunday and it goes from 850 to like 1059. And then I look at it yesterday and it's at like 1300 something now. So it, the response to malignant gestation has been absolutely incredible. Um, like I'm real proud of how much it's getting uh, attention right now, which I never expected. Um, yeah. You know, I thought, I thought, you know, Oh, it's a single, like it'll get some listens and, build up some hype for the EP release and all that stuff. And all of a sudden it's starting to, you know, do more numbers than anything else we've ever put out. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do. So that's good. I know. I know. It's, <laughs> it's just wild. It was, uh, it was wild that they, cause I mean, it's just one guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just one guy, <laughs> but he has such a big reach, you know, like we're getting, crazy plays on our Spotify in Taiwan and stuff like that right now. Like that's always great when that happens. Yeah. 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 Like, of course, why not? So this is going to come out again, March. I feel like I keep saying it, but that's fine. March 3rd, Grandmama productions. Sounds like the physicals are ready to go. I imagine they'll be shipping immediately. Oh yeah. You got the shows lined up. You mentioned yep. some future plans, maybe a split. But what else is is ahead for Verminoth? Is there anything you guys ever plan to take the band like for an official tour? I mean, if the opportunity presents itself and, uh, you know, it's feasible uh, for all of us. Absolutely. I mean, that's the dream. Mm -hmm. Like, I would I would love to go and just take a month off work if I can <laughs> and and go you know, out with my brothers and fucking slay the road for a little while and play shows as much as we can. You know, you only, you only get one, 
one trip around this motherfucker. So might as well make it count and do what you want. Totally agree with that. What, but aside from like, realistically, what are your expectations for this band? Uh, personally, I would say musical fulfillment. Um, yeah. You know, this is the the type of music I always wanted to be a part of and always found myself playing even even when I was in the instrumental post-rock ambient psychedelic band, I just wanted to chug some fucking riffs, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's, it's just about, you know, getting not, not to, not to say it, but it's about getting it out. Hey, I trick people into saying it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. I bet. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm, it's funny. It's funny because I, I never call people out when they say it, but people say it all the time. And uh, it's just a stupid phrase, but it worked. It worked. You know, it's like when they say the uh, the movie title in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Is this, yeah. Do I really got to be the one to say it? Yeah. Is this a hot tub time machine? <laughs> I should have been more creative like that. Uh, but OK, so, so I guess <laughs> it, would it be safe to say maybe you're already playing with house money at this point? I don't want to say that the the bar for success is low for a band. That's not a full-time thing, but it seemed like, I mean, if I were in your guys' shoes, I'd be pretty fucking happy with where you're at with this band right now. Oh, agreed. I mean, I wish, you know, in a perfect world, we could take this full-time and this would be all we do. But, you know, I mean, that's not even the case for a lot of bands who are a lot bigger yeah. than us. I mean, those, those dudes still have day jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, we're, we're, we're very, we're all very pleased with where we're at now. And I think that, you know, this year, uh, the rest of this year and probably next year, uh, things are going to slap us in the face. Like, like shit, are we really going to play here? Like, I mean, we got, an offer to play CB or not CBGs. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Don't take Uh, it. Yeah. We, we got an, yeah, we got an offer uh, to play St. Vitus up in New York last year when we were like, absolutely nobody, you know, we still are, but like, I mean, if we're going to be playing shows like that coming up, it's, uh, it's about to get real, you know, as far as how I feel about it. Um, I mean, this is, you know, what I put all of my effort into besides, you know, surviving my nine to five BS that pays for it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of a job for me is to pay for this. (laughs) So, um, I'm just, you know, I think we're all very elated at, uh, where we're at and where we can go. Uh, for the next year, um, you know, we're already thinking about the the next release. We're already writing songs for the split. Like we've we've got a schedule pinned down for, you know, tentative dates and the rest of the year and everything like that, which is way more than we had going for us a year ago. I'll say that. <laughs> That's great. I mean, this sounds like this sounds perfect. Um, 
the, I don't know. It's, it, it excites me to see and hear bands from, especially from York. Like, you know, there's always that hometown, even as much as we all like to not like York, there's a, oh, yeah. some hometown pride, you know, to see well, I saw the bands stickers. They say, cool I love York city. Oh yeah. Well that changes everything then. <laughs> <laughs> Previously you had told me about the beer release that you're doing a beer collaboration you're doing with, uh, with collusion. Tell me a little more yes. about that. Yeah, so uh, we hit up Collusion Tapworks uh, to see if they'd be interested in brewing a beer for us. Um, and it just happened to work out like perfectly with the EP release. Uh, so we're releasing our Verminoth Woven Flesh Lager uh, at Collusion Tapworks uh, next week on Thursday, March 2nd. And uh, we'll also be playing the EP the day before it came, comes out over the speakers there. Uh, so it's like a pre-release show, beer release show. Uh, we're all going to be there. So it's very much encouraged to just come out and have a Verminoff beer with Verminoff, you know? That's very cool. Is this just a, uh, like on tap only? No, they're, uh, oh, they're, they're going to have, uh, yeah, they're going to have four packs to go as well. That's great. And for people who don't know, who aren't local, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll just tell them Collusion is a brewery based out of York PA. I think they have a Lidditz location too near here, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but they, but they're, they're very, very good. And I don't think they have a lot of, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a lot of people know them outside of the area, but maybe not. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty in the know with most beer things, but, uh, but, and I, I have to say Collusion does good stuff, but you said it's a lager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, I think that's kind of what makes it cool is, you know, they make all these craft beers that, you know, oh, it's got notes of this and it's this flavor and, you know, it's right. an IPA or it's a porter or blah, blah, blah. And we were just like, let's just make a lager, you know, like a crushable beer, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like when I'm at a show, I mean, usually I'm the, I'm the asshole in the corner drinking PBR pounders all fucking night. So... <laughs> Like to me, you know, hey, let's make it a lager, make it something easy to drink. Let's drink it all night and fucking play some death metal. You know, it is. It's a good so. point. Like I, I love my big, heavy beers. Like you know, eight percent or nine percent. I love them. Like, but it's hard. You can't drink that shit out. You know, like I mean, you can. Exactly. But like, but like you're you really limit yourself. Like I went to a show the other night. Uh, at um at Telus King Buffalo, it's like you know this psychedelic doom band, and uh, or whatever you want to call it, heavy psych, whatever. Um, and I had one beer, and I was good, you know, just because it was you know yeah, it was yeah. fucking lying <laughs> to get to the bar. It was a sold out show. It was packed. It was just like all right, I'll just have one big bomb, and that's it. You know, different times. I don't know that I'd be doing that when I was younger, but uh, yeah, true. Sure way, but 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 I think a lager is a great idea. And that's very cool. But yeah, you're going to have a busy week next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And hopefully, uh, you know, it keeps up. <laughs> so, you know, we, we we have some shows scheduled after the fact. You know, we got the beer release Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday are all shows. Baltimore, Harrisburg, Philly. Uh, then we're actually going to be playing uh, Skid Row Garage coming up 318 with The Human Race's Filth. So that'll nice. be a crazy good show. It's going to be awesome. Um, and, you know, that's going to be shortly after Skid Row opens here, uh, shortly 
hopefully. Fingers crossed, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fingers and toes, please. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have we have some other stuff scheduled in April, uh, not too much in May, but we do so every year we've been doing um these death metal invades York shows mm. at the West York Inn. And uh our next one's gonna be in June. So that's gonna be a big one. June 10th, West York Inn. Be there. Death Metal Invades York 3.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Zach of Vermonoth talking about their new EP, Grotesque Manifestation. It's out this week on Grand Vomit Productions. The song you just heard was Malignant Gestation. If you happen to be local, make sure you get out to one of the shows in either Baltimore, Philly, or Harrisburg, or hit the beer release party in York at Collusion Tapworks. Great place. If I can go, I will. Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. Who knows? But I'm interested in grabbing a can of the beer. I'm sure it's great. And if you haven't checked out any of the other stuff they've done, they do have the Primordial Tomb record, I believe, is available to stream everywhere. Anyway, I know we talked a bit. Uh, what's the word? A bit. And I, I don't want to say inside baseball, but I know we were just talking some local shit there for a while. And I am cool with that. Uh, hopefully, if you're not from the area, you muscled through. You learned about a good new death metal band and you will check them out further. Speaking of further, let's go much further away. Let's go to Iceland. Why? So I can play you a track from Ulth. You might look at me and go, hey, Dan, I just read this band's name. It does not say Ulth. I guarantee you their press release says to pronounce it Ulth. So here's a track from Iceland's Ulth. It's the last track on their new LP of existential distortion. It's called Leviathan Dreams. There's a new video out for it. It's over on Decibel right now, but you can check it out wherever you want to. I highly suggest you get into these guys. The new LP is on Dark Descent Records, so you know they do great stuff. And uh, I'll stop trying to hype it up and just play it for you, but you'll enjoy it. I promise you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.